What happens when a blind man, a woman of color, and a child of immigrants get together to discuss how diversity, inclusion, and equity affect your business? Hi everybody, welcome to the Choose Inclusion podcast. I'm UB, and I am the Latino white guy of the group. I'm Nina, I am the woman of color in the group. And I'm Mike, I'm uh, the blind guy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Choose Inclusion podcast. I'm here with uh, Mike and Yubi, as usual. Say hi, guys. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Oh, you, oh, you meant like a hello. hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, come on, Mike, our usual hello. We only get one take at this. Right. One take, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we have a special guest here today, and I'm really excited to introduce her. Um, with us today is Keisha Washington. She is the People Ops Manager at Buffer. And uh, I always like to tell our listeners a little bit about how we get to know our guests before they actually come on our show. Keisha actually reached out to all three of us, Mike, Yubi, and I, um, probably like sometime in the fall of last year. And it just became clear to all of us right away that we were kindred spirits in our, in our kind of shared vision of bringing um, diversity, equity, and inclusion into all the workplaces everywhere. And um, Keisha has just been an incredible leader in this space, just constantly innovating on how to build inclusive cultures. And one of the things that um, we really wanted to talk about today was to take some of the insights and things that she's learned uh, while doing the work at Buffer as a people ops manager and bring it to our audience today. So. Uh, Welcome, Keisha, to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We are excited that you were here. This is exciting. Uh, you know, it's it's fun because it's funny because at first, yeah, like Nina was saying, when you started to reach out to all of us, you know, it, it, like I would hear from Mike that, oh, hey, I talked to this amazing person, Keisha, and I was like, wait a minute, so did I. And all of a sudden, it just was like this spiral effect. And, and before you know it, we're all on a call, like, like Nina mentioned. And, you know, it's like we'd known each other forever. And it just, the vibe was just so awesome. Like, you don't, you don't find that very often. So that's, so yeah, we're really excited you're here. Oh yeah. And, and Nina, I don't think I could have said it any better that we are just like all kindred spirits. Like I just so appreciate all of you and um, thank you for, you know, not taking it too personally that I stopped you and, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, introduced myself. And I mean, I just appreciate all of you welcoming me in and, and really being inspirational to me in this space. So, so thank you all. And vice versa. So we want to, yeah, it's it's a thank you, uh, Keisha, because being a uh, a person with a a budget of influence within an organization, a global organization like Buffer, uh, and to really be embracing, um, it, it's a lot of organizations talk about you know diversity, equity, inclusion, or whatever acronym they want to use. You are really aiming to walk the talk, though, and I'm I'm anxious for our listeners to hear from you. Of uh, somebody who says. Okay, yeah, I uh, maybe I didn't know everything. However, I started looking for resources and I started making, I started implementing right away. I would love to hear your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nina's right. I think it really did start around the fall of last year. And just to be, you know, let's just start off and just be really transparent and really real. 
when I started at Buffer um, a little over a year ago, I had a conversation with my lead and I was like, hey, listen, like I know I'm the black woman on the people team, <laughs> but I don't really know if I'm here for like projects outside of the scope of, of my work. Like I just, I, I wasn't in that space, you know? Um, I, I didn't foresee myself necessarily, you know, fulfilling a mandate. No one put a mandate on me, you know, this is not something that was a part of my original career framework, so to speak. Um, but I have to say that as woo-woo as it may sound, literally, um, you know, just my journey overall, you know, in life, my career before Buffer and just thinking about, I mean, inequities that I experience every day as a Black woman, right? Um, it really became something that called to me, for lack of a better way of phrasing it. And so, yeah, I, I went into research mode over the holidays and just really started to seek out what it really means because i think that we've even heard different terminologies right like some people will say dni and you know we hear belonging we hear accessibility we hear equity and i just really wanted to dive into just the terminology and what does this mean and where can i go for information and i really honestly y'all i wanted to come up with like this really cute like packaged perfectly this is how i found y'all like story like and put a cute little bow on it but i honestly cannot remember I think it was just, just <laughs> Well, I think it was the pot. I, th I thought it was the podcast for some reason um, because you had reached out to all three of us. And so I thought maybe you'd heard uh, one of the episodes from the podcast. I um, did, but honestly, I don't remember what led me, you know, it was just like search after search after search after search to, to even yeah. find it. You know what I mean? Um, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I, I think your experience, I mean, you know, that's, and, and I think we've been saying this since we started the show, it's, it's been to provide resources to the people leading these efforts who are alone in their efforts normally, who don't have budgets and resources and teams of people to help, um, but who, who just genuinely want to do this because it's the right thing to do. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we set out to be was um, kind of this, this, this community or building this community where people could absolutely um, jump into as, as a solo person in their efforts. And, and you exemplify that a thousand times. Wow, I appreciate that. Yeah, this journey has been interesting because Buffer is a really unique company and culture in that, you know, I wasn't starting from ground zero. We, we, we definitely have opened up conversations. We've, you know, built this um, inclusive culture for, you know, four years before, um, before I got here. But it's definitely one of those things where as a black woman and having unique experiences, I just have an eye for certain things that I think maybe someone who might be a cisgendered white male or cisgendered white female may not see, right? And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be at a company that says, there's all this runway in front of you. And if this is what you feel passionate about, then go for it. And so that's really behind the research that happened over the holidays. I came to my lead, um, literally our first one-on-one -on -one of 2020. And I was just like, here's my vision. I want to own DEI. I want to do, like, there was this fire that was just lit inside of me. Um, almost even felt uncontrollable because I went from, like I said, a place of, I don't really think this is going to be me, y'all. And to be honest, I'm just going to be really honest. 
I think it was, it was my own moment of reckoning. I literally knew that I was probably going to be this person even a year ago. And years ago, I've always been a person that people have come to talk to who felt safe and, and, you know, feel seen and heard. It's kind of been a thing. It's, it's definitely been something that has followed me um, the majority, if not all of my life. But it's also simultaneously been a thing that I've run from because I recognize the huge responsibility that is associated with that. And I think that's really important for anyone who wants to jump into this space to know it's a huge responsibility. It's not something that you do as your job. You know, it's great that there are DI strategists and, um, you know, insert great title here, but the work that needs to be done comes from a place of responsibility. And it's not that it's my responsibility to educate everyone, because I think that we all have our own responsibility to educate ourselves. But when you sign up for the work, and you say that you are going to be in this space and you are going to, to do your best to have an impact and to help other people around you to, to feel safe and, and heard and that they belong, you just gotta know, you know what you're signing up for. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, again, over the holidays that I said, I just felt called to, I, I did that deep work within of really asking myself, are you sure you wanna do this? Because there's no hiding. When you're trying to help other people feel seen, you don't get to hide. <laughs> you have to be out there. You have to put yourself out there on the front lines. And I think some of my hesitation in, you know, initially saying I didn't want to be this person is because I knew that. And there's this part of me that sometimes likes to like come out and say, hey, and then go back under my rock. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't do that in this space. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, then, like, what was your process in terms of, like, you, you had these conversations with your leadership you took responsibility for this role and kind of took it and owned it and ran with it. I mean, what has been the process like in terms of being able to talk to everyone at your company, like, and to start listening to all the different voices and opinions and being able to elevate the voices of underrepresented groups in your company specifically? What's that process been like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Honestly, I think, you know, it started with me, like I said, saying, hey, I, I will sign up for this. I do want to do this. I don't exactly know what I'm doing. Um, so just so you know, um, I'm just saying I sign up. Like, that's all. Like, you just start with that foundational step of I want to do this. Um, you need to know nothing more, right? Because um, I think sometimes we hold ourselves back from I'm not a guru and I'm not, you know, someone who's been in this space for years. Mm, you got to get started somewhere. So that's literally where it started with just me signing up. And then having a conversation with some ideas, um, you know, within your organization, look around, right? There's, there's things that we already had that were established, which is great. You know, I'm fortunate to be at a company that does prioritize, you know, diversity and inclusion. And, and we do, you know, even as one of our values, act beyond ourselves in a way that we try to make sure we're, we're inclusive with our language and how we communicate with each other. So that's a great foundation. But at the same time, look around your organization and if there are any gaps or opportunities that you can identify, then those are the things that you sort of like scratch down on your list, right? Because you have to have some goals. You have to have a target of, of, of where you actually want to start because it, there's this great big vast, you know, chasm. So how are you going to fill that void at your company? And I actually just set up um, different chats. Well, actually, I'll, I'll go back. What, 
something that was in place for me that has really been a safety net and a, and a source of, of comfort that did help me. And I would say, if you can find this within your organization, then please do. Um, but we have a, a program within Buffer that we call Mastermind. And so ideally you sit down with this person and you're paired with this person um, through the people team. And you sit down with this person once a week to talk about work, life, beyond, right? And my mastermind buddy, who is Katie, um, and I just love her. So literally she was the sounding board for all these ideas. So again, it started with I'll sign up and then here's some things I have some ideas for and then someone to bounce those ideas off of. And it may be leadership or it may be not because it's, it's not to say that leadership is not in favor of, but they also have other priorities and they also have other things that they're focused on. And so it, it doesn't mean that this is not a priority, but it just means that it could be your job to try to raise that to the attention to the level where it becomes more of a company priority, if that, if that makes sense. Someone's got to drive it, right? And if you've seen any gaps or opportunities where things haven't been driven, then that's your, you know, opportunity to sort of write things down and go out like this. I, I, I love it. And thank you for sharing uh, to our listeners, Keisha, the, you know, again, we're always wanting to give like, okay, here's like, you know, we like, like to say, okay, here's, here's the ma magic pixie dust. And here's the, here's the, you know, A to Z on how you do this. Okay. But I, 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 I think even more than that, we're always talking about, you have to be intentional. You have to choose into, um, you know, this space and, and be willing to uh, ask some tough questions. And one of the things that I, I'm really impressed with uh, what you did early, our earliest conversations is, uh, again, self-disclosed, you're, you're an African-American woman, right? Um, uh, probably, uh, uh, so you got a couple of check boxes for the whole diversity and inclusion, but you didn't just approach diversity and inclusion with like, hey, I wanna see how we can get more females in this technology company. I wanna see how we can get more African-Americans in this you know, technology company. Like you, 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 you went after some of the harder to topics too with uh, the people with disabilities and, and even all of those. I mean, so like you're walking the talk of saying, no, 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 there, I've got I've to be able to, you know, check uh, more than a box here. So can you, can you expand on that a bit more? Because I think it's fascinating. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and to be honest, Mike, you're right. Um, you know, I already checked some boxes myself, if you will, and I started with myself. So my initiative, you know, in 2020 and my vision that I sort of had, and let me be clear about this. When I say vision, you know, I don't want it to come across as it was like super polished and down to every minute detail. No, I just got some ideas out on paper and I said, this is not pretty, but this is kind of what I'm thinking about. And there were only two things on that list that I knew I wanted to do. One was to have what I was calling a group chat. And the other was to have allyship training. Those are my two main pillars. And I've since built out some other things from that. But the group chat, essentially, because I started in January, towards the end of January, and we were coming up on February as Black History Month, I started with myself as a Black woman. And I gathered my other three Black teammates at Buffer. And we, all four of us, hopped on a call. And essentially what group chat is, is anyone who identifies as a member of that group, and the reason why I started with Black people is because of Black History Month. So the premise is whoever you're celebrating or, or observing that month, that that would be the group that you recognize, right? And so started with Black History Month, all hopped on a call. I just about fell out my chair and cried just to see the beautiful faces 
that I'd never had an opportunity to just be on one call with. No agenda, you know, no particular thing that we needed to cover. We just want to check in with each other, just look at one another. How are you doing? How is your experience? And from there, we've actually had a call every single month. And we have like a recurring calendar invite group chat. So anyone who looks at our calendars, which are transparent, you know, inside the whole company, you see a group chat, you know what's happening. But the idea was, this is not just for Black people. This is for my LBGTQ plus friends. This is for, you know, um, Asian teammates. This is for other people of color under that entire umbrella. And you know what? This is also for women of color, specifically, because we within Buffer already did have some, some spaces, which again, as I'm saying, it was great that we started off on a foundation. We had a channel for, especially for women. We had a channel for women engineers. We had a channel for our LBGTQ plus community, but there were some other gaps. And that's where I identified this is the need. So the group chat was one of the things that I knew I wanted to kick off because what I experienced on that call in February, I wanted every other group to be able to experience that. And you don't have to wait for a certain month to be celebrated, but I just wanted to incrementally sort of roll it out to help people understand the concept of what um, you know we were trying to accomplish there. So that's one pillar. And then from there, allyship, because you know, as y'all know, y'all my friends who I've had Nina and Joe, you know, on my <laughs> how to be a better ally um, series. And honestly, you know, that was literally just me thinking, how do I bring some information in? Because it's great when you have people who you can bounce ideas off of, as I said, Katie, my lead, other people who are within Buffer who are passionate about it. I mean, all of us, you know, as a team overall, but specifically if people are more interested in getting involved in the work. But there's also a point where you have to recognize I don't know everything. In fact, I don't know much. That's what I know. I, I know that I don't know a lot. And so now I need to bring in some people and also not just the recognition of not knowing, but the fact that there's a greater community out there. Um, I'm trying to create a sense of internal community with these groups. And I think it does well to model the fact that in this space, there's a greater community. So it's like the external community comes inside and you have these conversations with folks like like y'all, you know, who can sit and just open up great conversations about what it means to be an, an ally in the truest sense. You know, I think we've uncovered so many things in those conversations. And so that's one of the two pieces that I really, really wanted to start on, starting with myself and then looking at there are so many other groups that need to experience this and, and we want to make this opportunity available for everyone. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, yeah, Mike, I've started using the I love it term that you always throw out there. I've like picked up fra phrases from you at this point. <laughs> that, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, at least, at least they're the clean phrases, though. I'm glad it's the clean phrases, right? So. <laughs> so I was hoping you could talk to us a little bit more about what has it been like? I mean, you kind of talked about, you know, creating these different groups and these safe spaces for the groups, how, how have people been reacting to that? Because I've seen in a variety of organizations, you know, these concepts of affinity groups or employee resource groups get introduced. And, you know, there's certain companies who really, uh, that had a huge backlash against it um, because they felt they were exclusionary or, you know, it was, um, you know, shutting people out or they felt like they were being segregated in a way. So kind of curious to hear your take on, you know, how did you, um, kind of approach it and 
and if you have have you experienced anything like that or what are you doing to prevent anything like that from happening yeah that's a really 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 good question um i think it really depends on how you roll it out and and your intention towards inclusion towards choosing that and and making that something that is well known throughout the initiative so basically what we launched was what we're calling the diversity at buffer and it's kind of a hashtag diversity at buffer and that's the basically umbrella if you will to all the other initiatives whether it's the how to be a better ally or the group chat or the asynchronous you know q a um forum that we have as well what we did under diversity at buffer is basically let everyone know that yes we are going to to be launching these niche channels and it started off actually with um, a survey we live in slack so and we love emojis and who doesn't so we sent out you know an emoji survey hey thinking about opening up these spaces how does this feel spaces for fill in the blank all of the things that i previously named and when i say spaces i mean private slack channel okay so within slack the people who identify as members of this group would be added to those channels and no one else Okay, so that those conversations are strictly between the members of that group. And so we put it to a poll. And, and basically the, the poll was, if you, if, if you vote for it, that's also saying I identify as a member of this community and I want to be included in this space. So it all was very transparent, very open. And not only that, but we, along with all the sort of niche initiatives for each group that we want to launch, we set out a diversity calendar. And I mean, and you know what? Y'all were so helpful with the don't call out, call in resources that you have on your site for breaking the bias. So thank you again for that. Um, but we really launched a super inclusive, we want to celebrate all the things. Sometimes I think other holidays are, are sort of like not forgotten. There might be some that might be more top of mind. And so we really dug deep into you know, whether it's mental health and awareness days, um, months to celebrate, for example, World Autism Month, you know, all, any type of, you know, obser observation of, of month or, or day we try to include. And to go a little bit further, we include a lot of religious holidays as well. And that's also a channel that we launched was the spirituality channel, because who are you if not spirit? Right, and it's another one of those things that I know it's a little taboo, you know, to talk about in the workplace. Um, religion, you know, um, at, but at the end of the day, it's really about allowing people to bring their full, authentic selves. We don't leave our heart at home. We bring our brain and our heart to work. And so we wanted to say, there's a space for that. It's not for you to evangelize. It's not for you to try to convert anyone. It's literally a space for us to recognize and, and celebrate what we believe in, our faith, what grounds us. It's so important and so core to, you know, the essential well-being of so many people and to be able to share that. So I think when you roll it out in a way that, hey, yes, we're having these new spaces, but it's not to be exclusive. It's not to disregard other people who may not be a part of this group it's so that everyone has a place that they belong and then we can all come together under this other umbrella and celebrate one another as well and it's really something that you have to cultivate it's not something that you can just put out there and just let it be and go i launched the thing you have to really nurse it and nurture it and cultivate it and set out 
intentional plans around keeping the discussions going. And that's something that we're still building on right now. Thanks for listening to the Choose Inclusion podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can see closed captioning for this podcast on our YouTube channel. You can find us online on our website, chooseinclusion.com, and contact us on Twitter at chooseinclusion.